You are listening to Potting It. I'm your host, Jacob. Okay, live now. All right. Yeah. So, how are you doing right now? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm just, uh, you know, waking up. I did my morning routine, and now I'm here working, and... I'm here with you, so That's it's a good. good. It's a good morning. That's good. It's been a good morning for me too. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure. What did you do this morning? Nothing really much. Just like woke <laughs> up and stuff. Got ready. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do like this. Yeah. Happy that we're doing like a another like episode. <laughs> this is like yeah, the it's second nice. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one was fun. Yeah, I have a pretty good amount of questions to ask you for this one. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Okay. So we'll kick off the first question with what has quarantine been like? for you well for me none nothing has really changed in my life i've always worked from home and so um ever since the quarantine kind of happened i have always technically locked myself down so i have always lived i've always um made my music here and uh you know well lived here so I mean, nothing's really changed for me, but besides the fact that, I mean, I don't go to like, um, you know, physical church lately. It's been a while since I've gone to um, church, but Mm -hmm. now uh, starting next Sunday, they're opening back up. So that'll be fun. But just, you just got to wear masks, which is to be expected. Yeah. Um, so it's good. I mean, I mean, nothing's really changed. Hmm. That's good. How have you been getting through all of this? I've been good. Um, I had some, I've had some, uh, mental episodes in the beginning of this, all of this, um, cause I may not be a very social person, but at least I get to see like uh sociality happen in the world when i watch videos like when i watch jimmy fallon it's fun to see you know uh celebrities talk to celebrities and it's fun to see people together in videos and watch all that happen and it's i mean it's fun to hang out with people in person too so i have been doing less of that um so the first few weeks uh when this all happened when this all started happening was pretty hard on me but it was easy to get used to because like i said uh working from home is a blessing truly because i get to you know do my passion and all from the comforts of my studio Hmm. it's good What is something that you would do after this is all over? Well, when this is all over, 
I intend to go to a movie theater. That's what I've been missing most of all is being able to uh, watch a new movie in the theaters. Um, like when before this all started happening, the movie that I went to see in the theaters most recently was Sonic the Hedgehog movie, mm. which is my favorite movie of uh, that has come out this year. I've seen that one five times, wow. three times in theaters and to, oh no, four times in theaters and one time at home. I just always loved Sonic. So seeing that was uh, really fun for me. And so it was, it was, it's always been really fun to go to a movie theater, get some popcorn, get some chips or uh, icy, and just sit back and watch a, a big screen. But I do intend to, uh, I, I'm actually, uh, um, Recently, I put a house, I got a house under contract, a new house. I bought a house. Oh, and wow. so um, I'm going to be moving a lot later into the year, but I um, intend to make a home, a little home theater out of my own studio because it's going to be big enough to put a theater screen in there. So hmm. I am going to uh, bring that experience back to my home. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog too when when the movie theaters were open before all this happened. Yeah, what did you think of it? It was good. I liked the movie and I liked the songs too. Yeah. Yeah, good music. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that Disney is going to be releasing? the live-action Milan movie on the streaming service now. They like make I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would wait, but uh, I guess if you want to make that quick buck, you got to release it sooner. So mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It also sounds like that. They like also put out how many subscribers they have and it sounds like they have like 60 million subscribers for Disney Plus. Huh, that doesn't make any sense. Wait, oh, 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 okay. Oh, for a second, I was like, oh, they made a new YouTube channel and they already got 16 million subscribers. That's incredible. Um, okay, that makes more sense. 60 yeah. million subscribers for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am one of them, so yeah. they got us under their ropes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it sounds like that. They're going to be like charging like 30 bucks to watch the new Milan movie on Disney. On Disney Plus? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, it makes sense to put it out like a theater movie where they give you quote unquote early access to a movie and you have to pay like full price for the movie to watch it uh like for that day like i did that for us uh, when scoob and trolls 2 came out for in the early access mm-hmm. uh theater stuff or when you just the home theater stuff it um you could only purchase it for one day which makes sense because i mean with for theaters you have to pay for a ticket and then you go watch the movie once so it's kind of like that so but it's just weird to hear that that they'd be putting Mulan on Disney Plus and not on like 
any streaming services that would require you to buy a movie. Yeah. Hmm. It sounds like that they're going to be doing that so then they can just get like 100% of all the money and all of that and stuff like Oh, because <laughs> it's their streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That would be the first purchase, though, on that service. I don't know if there's anything else that you can purchase on Disney Plus, but I'm pretty sure there isn't. I think I've gone through like 100% of their catalog. Hmm. So that makes that makes no sense but okay yeah <laughs> i'll probably be maybe i'll probably watch the milan movie and spend 30 bucks just to watch it yeah it of course good. it's always it's always fun to uh watch a new movie and you get to watch it in your home if you, if you can't watch it in the theaters so yeah i mean i guess t- whatever i mean mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so what do you miss doing like yeah. uh, well going to the theater and i miss i miss flying to california um i mean I'm, i've i've flown recently i went to utah to see cousins i went to i i, I went to Washington for a little vacation to see my stopping grounds where I was born and where I grew up for a little bit. So I got, I've gotten to do that kind of stuff in quarantine, but um, I mean, I kind of miss like watching, you know, shows where they have a lot of people like mm-hmm. the voice America's got talent, American Idol. They still have, they still have it going, but it's not the same. It's yeah. definitely not the same. It never will be for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, it hasn't been. But it's like them singing in their rooms and stuff and filming themselves isn't really the same. Yeah. You, it, it, It's all about having that audience experience and being able to perform in front of them. So being able to do it over, I mean, online is a totally different situation and it's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that with the, the America's got talent, they're doing a, um, they're doing the auditions right now and they have the, they're practicing the social distancing between judges and they just watch like this humongous screen of, uh, for auditions, which wow. is pretty, it's pretty creative. It makes it look a little more entertaining when there's like a big stage and everybody's separated in, into all that big space and they use the big space in the best way possible. Um, but I, I'd much rather see like thousands of people in an audience react to a performer. Yeah. So that's something that I've always missed is uh, big gatherings and TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had to. They had to recently cancel. They had to uh, hold, put a hold on Avatar 2's production indefinitely hmm. uh, because of all of this. So it'll be. It'll, once again, they are hold. They're holding on to Avatar 2, which has been like ever. It's been eleven years ever since the first one. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> I miss watching some of my shows too. One mm-hmm. 
one show that I miss watching is called The Rookie. It's a ABC show, and they like left us with a cliffhanger. Mm. Yeah. So that's about us. So now I need to wait whenever they release the new season. A cliffhanger that they're going to have to wait to produce. I mean, a new season that they're going to have to wait to produce. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be nice when everything goes back to normal and this is all over. Well, obviously, for sure. I mean, they're working on things. Obviously, they're working all the time on stuff. Um, Like, that's a whole other discussion, really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What concert will you be seeing again after? Ah, the concerts. See, that's another thing. I um, have been... I, I, I've been recently talking with a tour manager on um, being able to uh, tour as CG5. And we were, it was all before this happened. So we're talking about it. We were really like, we wanted to schedule things for summer, some shows in LA and Chicago. Um, but uh, we put a hold on that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, Honestly, I've never really gone to many concerts. I think the first one I've ever gone to was uh, something my cousin put on. But other than that, there was like a, I did it. I watched a, a, a Jonas Brothers show when, before they broke up the first time, hmm. um, which was pretty cool. I can say I, I've been to a Jonas Brothers show. Wow. Um, but other than that, I have not been to many concerts. I do... However, plan on seeing Muse at some point in time. I really love their band and their bassist and uh, is incredible. And Matthew Bellamy, the multi-instrumentalist in the band, is crazy. And so I need to see that in person. There's a lot of things I need to do. Mm-hmm. Even par- apart from the fact, I mean, even with without the quarantine, I never did. I've never really indulged in stuff like that. So I do intend to, though. Okay. I also want to go to conventions again. I miss that yeah. dearly. I, I should have said that in the beginning. I like, I love seeing all my internet friends in person, like mm-hmm. Kathy Chan, DJ Smell, DA Games, all those people. They're my favorites. And um, we've always talked online, obviously, from the very beginning. So our first get-together... Um, back in 2018 was really awesome. It, it was just a, a cool thing about being able to see online friends in person. It's like you guys know your interests. You know um, what you like. You know what to what you guys are going to do together. And it's always really fun to see them in person. So yeah. we we re- we had the our there was a convention that we wanted to go to this year with all of us together that we go to every year. Um, ever since 2018, it's called MomoCon, and that was canceled this year. So we're gonna obviously we're waiting till next year to do that again. But I miss that. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's really fun. What was it like when you hit one million subscribers? Oh, really awesome! Uh, the first time when I hit 100k. Um, 
I don't know. Okay. I'm watching the video that I made back in my head with all the highlights. I, I hit 20 K subscribers like two and a half years ago or so. And I remember I was crying during that. I was really excited. I, I was like, this is just the beginning. I was thinking about all of the, the future endeavors that I had up, up my sleeve. And I was just bawling for like two minutes on the live stream too. So it was kind of embarrassing. But um, when I hit a hundred K and got that first silver plaque, mm -hmm. that was a, such a touching moment for me when I, I put that on stream too, when I opened that plaque and it was like one of the greatest days of my life, one of the greatest achievements of my life. And I was crying then, <laughs> but then I hit a million and really I had a little freak out and yeah. Um, but I didn't cry this time because I kind of, I've kind of gotten used to, um, all the success happening in my life and I've worked on music for so long and it was only a matter of time until, uh, we started getting somewhere with the channel. I started getting somewhere with the channel and I've been working professionally on my YouTube channel for three years now. And so, wow. and so it's not really amazing to me when i hit that it wasn't really amazing to me when i hit that milestone but it was still i mean it sure it sure is something to gloat about i mean i hit a million subscribers i got that i got that huge plaque that was awesome for sure that getting that plaque in the mail and opening it up and putting it on the wall it's very aesthetically pleasing next to my tv um but i was definitely I was obviously happy and obviously grateful. And I had a speech prepared for the whole thing. I had a, I had a stream where I gave that speech and people loved it. And I have always loved doing, making music for a career. It's always been baffling and I am surprised every time. What do you enjoy about making music? You know, what I enjoy about making music is when I'm in, it's hard sometimes to come up with a cool idea for a song mm -hmm. um, in the beginning process. Uh, but once you find something and once I find something that I really like, I just go ham on that. I, work really hard on that idea until it's a song and so whenever i come up with an idea it's so redeeming but before that idea happens it's kind of it, it kind of stresses me out a little bit i get a little bit uh mentally exhausted thinking of something um so i've had my methods uh or my ways of uh coming up with ideas for example i when I when I when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I have the I have these ideas for music that just come into my head randomly, and so I need to record them as soon as possible. I need to like get onto my voice memos on my phone and press record and record that idea out of my brain so I don't lose it because I will lose it instantly if I don't have it recorded. Wow. So I have to record it. And not uh, even then, I don't really use the voice memos that I recorded a lot because some of the ideas that I come up with, they're not great, mm -hmm. but some of them are kind of diamonds in the rough. And so 
I have to make sure that it's a great idea um, before I get down to business. So usually I don't use my voice memos, but in the, I also come up with some pretty good ideas in the middle of the day. I'm just, you know, trucking along in my life and suddenly I think of a piano melody in my head that sounds really good. Like when I made my recent uh, song I uploaded called The Friendly Long Horse, I had come up with a uh, a vocal melody for the song and some lyrics to go along with it, a little bit of them. Like they were very, it was very simple. Like I had the idea for the chorus. It went, it's the long horse, friendly long horse. I just had that running through my head and I had to, I got to my, I went to my piano, played it instantly, recorded it on my phone. And it was in the middle of the day too. It wasn't like when I woke up. So I had it, I had a hold on it for a little bit before I recorded it in my head. So I recorded it and then I made it into the song it is. I, I, I much, I, I would much rather have ideas ready to go before I start making the song because it's like, it's like remixing a song that doesn't exist. Yeah. That's what I like doing most. Like if I were to make a, you know, a, uh, when I was making the song, the Dohemium Scared song Father's Day, I was working with somebody uh, closely on composition um, and on the keys and stuff like that. And he um, played everything. I directed everything. But the first thing we did was play, was work on the piano composition. And we didn't do anything else other than that composition. We kind of went step by step. And that's really the best way to work on music is going step by step on something and not doing everything at the same time. Though sometimes I do that. I do... Uh, I, I do happen to get on the computer and just make random beats and then make random chord progressions. And sometimes it sticks, but not all the time. Um, but it's the, the easiest way and the best way that I work is step-by-step step, starting with the composition or, or even starting with the vocal melody or starting with the lyrics. It, I, whatever I start on, I start there and I end there. Well, end on that idea. And then I go to the next thing. Um, that is my favorite way to work. Hmm. So I enjoy making music for sure. But, um, but if it's like, I just do it randomly, I have a, like a, my own personal jam session. It's not really as fun as it sounds. Um, production, like a production little jam session and making beats and stuff isn't always fun. Um, if you don't have any ideas and you're just getting on the computer and making things just to make them without any like inspiration or something, mm -hmm. maybe there's like something in my head, but it's not a coherent or cohesive idea. And so I just do things, but the best way to work, the best way I work, my favorite way to work is step-by-step. Step. That's cool. Mm -hmm. It's fun. What is the process like for you when you make a song? Well, when I make a song, like I said, I it's always different. Um, like I said, the best way that I, that I work is step by step. But I, um, I all it's it's always different. Like when I was making 
uh, my Duolingo song, Push, I really just went into it thinking about the character and telling myself, okay, this is going to be kind of Spanish because I want I want the song to be kind of Spanish and Latin genre, um, Latin rock kind of thing mm-hmm. because it's a it's a bird that speaks a bunch of languages and I like to think that he threatened people in Spanish. So I used Spanish as a um I used Spanish music as an idea and I just started playing chords randomly on my piano and made a chord progression that I just stuck with the entire time. And the way I made that song was very different than the step-by-step path I like to go on. It's literally always different. It's never the same like working process ever on any song. Find a way uh, my biggest meme song about Uganda Knuckles has about 40 million views. And that song took about uh, about an hour to make. Literally an hour. I had a chord progression randomly in my head. And I was like, okay, let's make Uganda Knuckles song. And so I, ba 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 da ba ba da And you show me the way. It was the easiest lyrics I've ever written in my life. I didn't even write them down. I just sang them. I just... I thought of this, I was watching this random meme, random video. Mm-hmm. It was like a recording of this guy, at uh, this con- convention called Magfest wearing a Ugandan Knuckles cosplay costume. And he walked up to a camera and he was like, I do not know the way you must show me the way we must find the way. And so I used that as a struck as a structural, I mean, as an idea. Mm-hmm. And I used that for my lyrics and I had those words on mind. I put a vocal melody to them. I made a chord progression, made the whole instrumental, made the uh, recorded all the vocals, recorded the harmonies, recorded the layers, and piece by piece, in a whole hour, I finished the song. One wow. hour, forty million views. It's it always it's it's always different. Some songs take like a year and a half. Yeah. Like like Father's Day took so long. And that's like that's not even like a really popular song, but just in general, I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect it to do, I mean, as well as it did. Even then, I just knew, okay, I'm gonna make a Dohemian Scared song because people are asking for it. And then I made that Cartoon Cat song, which is like my biggest video on YouTube right now, mm-hmm. on my channel. It's got nine million views in a month, and wow. I made that song in three days. So, it's. It's always different. My brain is full of crap, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What advice would you give to someone who wants to make music? My advice would be, everybody always asks me this. Everybody always asks me for advice, and I'm obviously not uh, condescending this question, but like everybody on people like a lot of people like through in my streams where I'm not like ready to answer the question and I'm just like playing games randomly. Just somebody says, what is your advice on making music? I'm like, I can't give that to you right now. I'm playing destiny two on stream. It's just, just ask me that later or just wait for somebody to ask me that on a podcast. Um, so here I am answering the question properly. I, I would say don't worry about copying someone else. That is 
probably the biggest worry for someone is uh it can be at least my my one of my best friends marshall's biggest worries he goes by dalvando on youtube he like he always has a problem with um worrying about copying somebody's music and copying their chord progression and copying their style and he wants he just wants to be his own artist and i mean i tell him it's every not everyone has similarities every artist has a similarity like i could say that you know panic at the disco sounds a little bit like fallout boy sometimes and that's true and more muse sounds like panic at the disco everybody sounds like each other in some way and sometimes people are offended by that people are offended that somebody says that they sound like somebody and i don't get it really mm -hmm. i don't understand why somebody would think that having similarities to somebody somebody so great at making music um is insulting to them like they should be really flattered yeah honestly i i when I listen to music, I'm listening to somebody's song that isn't super popular or something that is underrated. I like to hear similarities and that makes me want to stick around and listen to the song. I love music that kind of has similarities to, you know, Queen or Journey or, um, you know, any of the classic artists mm -hmm. that have made a big impact on our generation of music in every way. And the reason that people say that they make an impact is because is because it's great to listen to. Yeah. It makes an impact on our on our ears. Like, wow, this is amazing ear candy. We want to hear more songs like this. This stuff. We want to. We miss the generation of the '80s music, where there's music is nothing like that anymore. People always say that music is nothing like the '80s, but honestly, they just don't listen to music enough. But really. Everyone wants to bring back something into music, and I love that. I, I have so much inspiration when I'm working on my music. When I, I'm making a song right now, actually, in the middle of something that is very uh, 21 Pilots and Panic at the Disco inspired. I like to collide, combine artists. It's my favorite thing to do, really. I, um, it really makes a new style every time. I never try to. Uh, stick with one genre or something. I never try to make all my songs sound the same. It's like, it really is my biggest fear. Um, is not my biggest fear, but it is a fear to um, have one of my songs sound the same as another song I make. But really, it's going to happen. And I just yeah. got to, you know, get over that because I made my Luigi's Mansion song, Phantom Dancing, and it sounds a lot like let me through just the chord progression though it's not really that obvious but it's just like a little nitpick that i have in my brain and sometimes it nags me a little bit but really not that much at all so don't worry about sounding like somebody else because that is you don't copy i mean don't plagiarize really i mean if you listen to a song and you want to make a song that's similar to that style then great but don't like cover it and make it your own or something like that uh don't remake stay by zed and then call it go or whatever um all you have to do is go an hour or something like that it's just something really weird but 
don't worry about being a copycat unless that is your true intention because you're always going to sound like somebody. Just keep working on your own style, on your own originality because colliding similarities in genres and artists can make something amazing. It can make your own little style. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. That is a huge rock opera song. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been integrated into the pop industry because of how much it's play on the radio now because everybody loves that song. Yeah. But it's it's it combines so many different genres. So many. If there's rock, there's there's pop, there's opera, there's I mean, I guess that's kind of it. But it's really it's it, there's no obvious genre to that song. It's so it's it's incredible, really. It, and that's why people like that song is because yeah. there's no it's a musical, really. It's a it's a rock musical mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And I love making music like that. My my song, Every Door, that that was very Bohemian Rhapsody inspired just because the, the chord progressions were everywhere. It was kind of like a musical piece. And I, I, I imagine like myself singing on a stage and performing that song like in a very exaggerated Broadway kind of way and maybe like interpretive dancing with Baldy or whatever. (laughs) It's just something super strange that goes on in my brain. And I think of that and I'm like, I want my song to sound like that. So if you want your song to sound like something, then that's, that's where you begin. You use that to make something great. And don't worry about being a copycat. Yes, that's it. I like that. That's some pretty good <laughs> advice. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can go on my own little spiels sometimes, and I don't even expect it, really. Just I'll, uh, Somebody's just got to ask the question, and then I'll go off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you like about being a YouTuber? Well, I love working from home and being a YouTube musician is very rewarding because I've always loved music ever since I was a baby and I've been making music since I was five on the computer. So I've been working on my craft for like 16 years now. So being able to do the thing that I know best for a living is probably the most rewarding thing in my world. It's crazy, really, to be able to do everything from home and upload from home and be my own artist, really. Like, I'm not under any sort of record label telling me when to release something. I'm just on my own here, making my own making my own business, making my own way, really. And, I, I mean, the music production never really stops. If I take a break, I'm still thinking about the next song. I... I, I get burnt out easily sometimes, yeah. but that's that just comes with the job. I mean, everyone everyone wakes up every day, gets up, gets ready, goes to work at their job, and then comes back home. And then the next day, they do it all again after their night good night's rest. It's every day can be the same, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, nothing has to change all the time. Yeah. Though you should always embrace change in your life. Not everything's going to be different every day, but uh, and not even for me too. I 
every day can be the same for me sometimes. It's, well, most of the time, really. It can be difficult. But it's just something that you live with. It's something that you... It's something that you live with. It's something that you continue your life going on with and just waiting for the next step um, in your life. Because I'm sure, I know that there's going to be change. Mm -hmm. And like things are going to change in my life. Things are going to change in the world. And I embrace, I will embrace that. It's just about being patient. Yeah. And I have embraced patience and peace in my soul. And so because of that, I may have, I have may have bad days, but the good days always prevail. What is one thing that you don't like about being a YouTuber? One thing I don't like about being a uh, content creator, it's such a pretentious term, content creator, uh, YouTuber is uh, having to, if I want to make the money that I make now, if I want to continue making that income, if I want to keep growing it, my my whole business here, I got to keep on making the things that people really want. It may all be my own original work, but when there's like a tag like FNAF on it, Five Nights at Freddy's, people go crazy for that. People go watch it like crazy and give gives the video so many views. Yeah. It's been about a year now since a year and a half since my last Five Nights at Freddy's song and people are continuously asking for it. And I'm like, I got I got you back, you guys. I'm making it. So just be patient and shut your mouths. But it's it, it continues. It never that it never ends. And it's very uh it's it's a bit it's a big nitpick that I have sometimes, but I live with it because I'm not gonna be the guy that complains constantly about things. Because if I do that, there's no reward. There's just sadness and depression. And I just go with it because the next thing that happens, I mean, because it's still fun to make that music. Of course it is. And it's I'm fortunate enough to, you know, at least make music in general and for a living. And but sometimes it can be a little nitpicky if somebody's asking for something constantly. And I'm like, chill, I'm gonna do it. Just, just wait, and then then they have to be patient. It's like I can't, I can't daily upload music. That's not, that's not something that I do, and I'm never going to do. Um, because if I daily, if I upload music daily, music on YouTube has a lot of replay value, so people go back to it and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you can't. You can't always do that with YouTube videos. Like, I mean, that aren't music based. Like, if it's like a comedy based video, if it's a gaming video, um, you're going to watch it and then you're not going to go back to it again. Yeah. Because you've watched it once. It's like watching an episode of a show. The episode is done. So you don't have to watch it anymore. Or you can just wait for a while to watch it again. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that with music. You're going to listen to it over and over again if you really, really like it. That's the great thing about music is that it keeps its replay value all the time. And so the views on my channel are crazier than the subscribers. The ratio from subscribers to views is really, really big. Like 
No, not big. Really small. Sorry. Really, really, really small. It's kind of like PewDiePie where he has the 100 million subscribers, but yeah. he has billions and billions and billions of views. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here like 1 million subscribers. And I think the last time I checked, it's at about like 365 million views or something wow. on the whole channel. All those views accumulated. It's all about the views, really. Yeah. And yeah, passion comes into it, really. I mean, working, making that music and making sure it's good. I am, I am not trying to leech off of views, but it is definitely something that you kind of have to do sometimes mm -hmm. um, so that you can keep your business. And the things I'm doing really recently are things that people suggest. And that's what I've always done is things that people really want. And that really is the most rewarding thing for me is being able to provide what somebody has suggested um, and getting success off of that later on. Um, but it can be very nagging if they keep asking for the same thing over and over again. But it's okay. It's yeah. fine. They're kids. Most of them are children. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Okay. What advice do you have for someone who wants to become a YouTuber or who is trying to grow their following? <sighs> Casey Neistat said it best. Just keep uploading and keep doing the thing that you want to do and don't go the clickbait route. I mean, you can if you want to. If that's your passion, if that's what you do from the heart, you just really love clickbait that much, then do it. Just go for your passion of clickbaiting. But just keep uploading because if you stop doing the thing you love, you will not be rewarded for your laziness, um, for your giving up. Um, I never stopped uploading for about eight years or so wow. until I finally got the success that I strived for. Mm 